it doesn't matter what style you have as long as you have the same style over and over so you can master that style and so that people when people come to you they know what they're getting everyone welcome to this week's episode sorry i'm gonna start over hey everyone welcome to this week's episode of photo pros weekly i'm brandon heiss and i'm here again with olivia tuttle this week we're gonna dive in deep with yannick waziak and i know i butchered that did i butcher it's, it no, as many people yeah it's, it's in polish it's actually pronounced Wasiek, but Wasiek. yeah that's <laughs> I'll be an expert in Polish by, by the end of this uh, today's episode. But Yannick is a portrait photographer based out of Southern California. And uh, first, welcome, Yannick. How are you? Pretty good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super honored. Yeah, we're, we're honored that you're willing to take out a few, uh, few minutes from your day to spend some time with us regular Joe Schmoes over here. So, Yannick, tell us a little bit about yourself for people that don't, aren't familiar with your work. Uh, tell us a little bit about your photography. Yeah, so um, I originally started photography over ooh, 40 years ago when I got my first camera, but professionally I've been photographing for uh, 15 years. I started in Chicago and about four years ago we moved, um, my family and I moved from Chicago to California. We first went to San Diego. We spent there two years in San Diego, and then we moved to Orange County, and that's where we are right now. And um, I have actually three brands, uh, photography brands. Uh, one is Vasha Photography, which kind of is the umbrella of everything. So from weddings, family, uh, product photography, uh, dog photography. Uh, and then we have Vasha Faces, which is our headshot brand. Uh, so this is professional headshots, actors, conferences, branding portraits, you know, for, for uh, companies. And then I have a, a third brand, which is a little bit less known, but it's, you know, it's kind of a, more like a niche, but I do, uh, it's called Vasho Master Prints, where I create uh, edits and prints for other photographers. And this is primarily for image competitions. Okay, very cool. So where do you spend most of your time, uh, Yannick? I mean, would it be the faces? Is it the portraits? Is it the, the art pieces? You know, overall throughout the year, I think the most time uh, I spend on headshots is because I photograph the most, uh, I mean, the largest number of people uh, through headshots. Before COVID, you know, my average number per year was about 6,000 people that I took headshots, you know, per year. Wow. Uh, so obviously that kept me pretty busy. Um, lately, um, like, you know, if, like late in the year, Family photography keeps me extremely busy. Uh, so like September, October, November, sometimes December, it's like super busy with family. Uh, and then I, and the product photography started to pick up a lot more for me now. So it's not like, you know, does, it's not like that what keeps me busy, but definitely, uh, you know, it's growing. Well, cool. No, I mean, headshots, obviously, I think uh, we actually had Peter on an episode earlier. Uh, and obviously, we, you know, people that know Peter Hurley know that he is heavily into headshots. Uh, you said 6,000 headshots. I mean, that's, that's a crazy number. Like, I don't even know how many of that is a day cause I'm terrible at math, but, <laughs> <definitely> um, <laughs> that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of heads getting in front of yeah, you. Yeah. You know, so, you know, so that's, um, you know, obviously not 6,000 people come to my studio, sure. uh, but I, you know, before COVID I did, um, a good number of conferences. Uh, so I'll give you an example. 
uh, I think one of the, the largest conferences where we photograph uh, was for American Nurses Association, where we have two booths. So me and my wife, Sasha, we had, you know, we did headshots in peril. And in, we were there for three days. And in those three days, we photographed uh, a thousand people. Okay. Uh, so, so that gives you an idea the kind of how the volume can build, build up pretty fast. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting that you're going to trade shows and events outside of our industry and you're doing headshots. So who brings you in for that? Is that the just the trade show? Is that uh, one of the exhibitors at the trade show? How I'm sorry. So, oh, who hires me for that? Yeah. Um, you know, it varies. Um, so like for the nurses association, though, you know, we were hired by, uh, the, uh, obviously the association because they wanted to provide extra value, uh, to the members, you know, coming to the conference. And since a lot of nurses that lacking good headshots, so they thought there would be a great benefit, you know, uh, you know, from coming to the, to the conference to get an extra headshots. But then sometimes, um, I, you know, like there is a conference uh, that Oracle Quest organizes. It's like a training brand for Oracle. And we were actually sponsored by Canon, but not Canon, the cameras, but Canon business processes or business huh. processing and image processing because they were one of the main sponsors of the conference. So we were sponsored by Canon as well to photograph those headshots. So, you know, sometimes we have, uh, uh, we are paid by the conference and sometimes we are paid by one of the main, uh, main sponsors of the conference. Gotcha. So how many of these conferences do you think you do uh, volume headshots at? You know what? I, I, I give, you know, this, this started to grow and then kind of stop, obviously, with COVID. But, you know, just before COVID, uh, I think so January, February, uh, and I guess a little bit of March, I did four conferences in those, you know, in those two and a half months. Wow. Uh, and actually, I left Vegas right one day just before they shut down Vegas before, you know, because of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, so the, the first three months of last year, I was in Vegas, I think three times for three different conferences. And then the other, the other two I did in, uh, in, in California. Gotcha. Mm. So right. you still stayed busy even when COVID hit. No, so this was before COVID. Mm -hmm. I was, obviously right now with COVID, all the conferences are dead. Uh, they start to talk about it. Uh, so, you know, one of the big conferences that I photograph is the, uh, the special event, which is a, a conference for all event planners in the U.S. Uh, so, you know, we did it in one in California, we did one in uh, Vegas, and then we're doing this year in Miami. Um, so, so that's, you know, another big conference. So now this is like the, one of the first conferences that kind of coming back after COVID. Awesome. Well, it sounds like there's, this is a cool opportunity, uh, you know, and I know there's only so many, you know, events that you can be at. How how did you get into this? I mean, did you did you reach out to them? Did they reach out to you? Like, what can other photographers do to kind of find value here? You know, I yeah, I tried different avenues. Um, I uh, you know, we in San Diego, we used to live across the street from the San Diego Convention Center, so I actually reached out to them and ended up advertising on their website. Uh, you know, that that we do photography. Uh, because I thought that this would be a good kind of, you know, uh, connection. But then over time, I realized that the convention center itself is not in charge of anything besides just providing the space. So they're not the decision makers when it comes to uh, hiring a photographer for, uh, for a conference. It's really somebody from the organization that is putting together the show that's actually make the decision like, we want to have a photographer or not. So um, as simple as that, I mean, SEO 
is the answer here. I mean, <laughs> it just took me months to kind of, yeah. you know, um, to rank properly. But right now, for anything like headshots, trade shot related, I mean, we are like, you know, one uh, number one or number two nationally. So, you know, for when people search for us, I mean, for headshots to do a conference. So that kind of, you know, brought us, you know, the, the business. Awesome. Well, good work, man. That's uh, sounds like that's keeping you busy. And, and once, uh, you know, things return yeah. back to normal. I mean, we did, I did a lot of cold calls and cold emails to different organizations. I went through all the major cities and see who's organizing what conferences. And then, you know, but this, you know, when people are not ready, you know, thinking, you know, the, the probability is low. So, you know, it's really a, a numbers game. Uh, so you're going to be doing a lot of, you know, uh, emails and phone calls and, you know, going to hear no a lot. Uh, so then, you know, those people that search for a headshot at conferences, they're already kind of thinking about it and are ready to make the decision. So that's, you know, in terms of conversion, the SEO is the best option. Uh, but of course, reaching out to different organizations and, you know, keeping a touch with them, you know, building the network that helps a lot. Well, cool, man. Well, that sounds like, uh, that keeps you kind of busy. And then you, you still have a, a ton of other, uh, you know, faces walking into your studio, right? So, um, you know, uh, how many you're doing a, probably a few a week. I mean, headshots are huge right now. I just don't think people yeah, I do. realize yeah. how big they are. Yeah. I do between two to four sessions per day. That's headshots. nuts. It's nuts. So, well, that's, uh, I mean, today I have, today I, you know, it's a different day because today I'm doing uh, graduate portraits uh, for Los Angeles uh, City College. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm shooting today the, the graduation portraits, but, you know, so that's why it's blocked from headshots, but practically every, every, I mean, it's every day, two to four headshots. Cool. Are you sick of it yet or you have fun with it? No, not at all. <laughs> I, I love it. As I long love, as I love, money's coming in the door you know, people, and you, you I love got to a hear when people come, it's like, I'm not photogenic. I hate, you know, my photos being taken. And then, you know, and they're kind of like, wow, this actually, I look good today, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, seeing that, seeing that, you know, the difference that we make in people's opinion about themselves actually helps a lot, you know, to, to be motivated. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would think that would be the best part. Absolutely. I think that's something Peter shows too a lot is he says, you know, he likes making people like having their personality come out. I know Yannick, you, you kind of, uh, you and Peter kind of remind me a lot of each other. You guys use some of the pr same practices and that sort of thing. So, um, what's, what's a tip that you would give somebody who maybe is a portrait photographer, maybe is just taking, you know, uh, photos on the weekend or the, you know, they're kind of a hobbyist. What's a tip you would give somebody who's interested in headshot photography? Cause you do so many headshots, um, besides like SEO and that sort of thing, actually photography related. What's a tip that you would give somebody, uh, looking yeah, to do the, more the biggest tip. And this is something that I actually learned from Peter, um, is consistency. It doesn't matter what style you have, as long as you have the same style over and over so you can master that style. And so that people, when people come to you, they know what they're getting, right? Um, you know, could, you can be following Peter's style, the, you know, the headshot crew style, or you can develop a different style, completely different. As long as you, you know, people know what is your style, that's, you know, where they're going to be hiring you because of that's what you deliver. Uh, I think that, and I see so many uh, different photographers, especially doing headshots when their portfolio is basically a range of every type of headshots you can imagine, uh, you know, from lower angle up, you know, higher angle, uh, you know, uh, 85 millimeter, 200 millimeter, you know, lighting, you know, dramatic lighting, flat lighting, black and white, not black and white. You know, it's like, so there's like every photo is different. So it's like, if I am a client 
and I go to your, to somebody's website and I see I look at those headshots. And I'm like, I really have no clue what kind of headshots I'm gonna get. Yeah. No, I think that's a great that's a great point, Yannick. And I think a lot of people need to hear that too with building portfolios, not even just with headshots. Uh, let's say you you have your portfolio, your best work. I can't tell you how many times I've watched like Scott Kelby the Grid, where he's he's doing uh, you know portfolio reviews or or anybody that does a portfolio review. And you look at the first photo and it's a beautiful portrait. And then you look at the second po- photo and it's a lighthouse on the beach. And then you look at the third photo and it's a flower. And then the fourth photo is like a sports photo. And you're like, what the hell are you doing? Like, where yeah, is your yeah. consistency? Nobody knows what kind of photographer you are. Nobody, you, you don't have any kind of consistency. So I think that is an exceptional uh, tip out there for not only headshot photographers, but any photographer your portfolio should be concentrated. And, you know, I know a lot of people say, well, I'll, I'll do any work. That's cool. But your portfolio on your website maybe needs to be segmented because you should probably have a wedding section and, a, you know, a newborn section and, you know, segment it out because it's so, it's, it's so like, I don't know what the word is. It's, I'm like, I get uncomfortable when I see people trying to like lump it all into the same category. You're like, yeah, you just lost me. Like, yeah. I don't know if you're a sports person. And, you know, I, and I'm probably one of the the guilty guys that I I mean I I love photography in general. Uh, so I love to photograph a big variety of things, right? So if you go to my you know thevashofphotography.com, I mean you will see weddings, engagement, family, products, dogs, and headshots. Um, you know, so it's a pretty broad range, but if you go to my products, you know, then, you know, okay, this is product photography. You know, this is the kind of quality of work that I do. You know, if I, if you go to family, then you say, okay, this is my family work, but the photos in my family portfolio are pretty much, you know, consistent, you know, in terms of, you know, how everything looks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Yeah. yeah, but I think also like Brandon said, you're, you do a really well job with segmenting it. You know, doing the Vasho faces and yeah, Vasho faces. That was you know my wife Sasha's idea. Just uh, like you know, just separated. You know, not don't confuse people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because it's all corporate. So yeah, if you're corporate, you definitely don't want you know like um, life's events photography mixed with it, right? So you know, but then um, you know, I just didn't want it. So like theoretically, I should create a separate brand for products, which I was thinking about it. But the fact of managing four different websites, it was just, I was like, too much. Yeah, you know, so you're going to have to like hire out like a team, like build a team. Like you can't do that. You can, you'd be shooting product in the morning and uh, headshots in the evening and, Sports you know, in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all over the place. You forget what you're shooting. Um, well, cool. No, that's, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, if you guys haven't, haven't seen that stuff, definitely check out Yannick's website. Uh, what it's, Vasio faces. Did I get it right? That was good. You're getting right? better. You're getting better. But it's spelled W A S I O faces.com. Um, so, yeah, no, that's you do some really killer work it's, and it's consistent and, uh, and I love it, man. So, good stuff. Um, I guess moving on, we always like to ask people stories like, you know, maybe crazy stories that you've came across. Um, is, have you any, had any nightmare, uh, like stories during a photo shoot that you've just had to like cancel the whole thing or, or just, it, it maybe has just turned out terrible and maybe you haven't, but I think a lot of people have a funny story, uh, of when they were shooting at one point and things just hit the fan. 
No, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think I have a horror story. You know, you know. Thank God, and I'm gonna knock on the wood that I didn't, <laughs> don't have any. Uh, but I always have a nightmares. Uh, uh, now it's a little bit less, you know, over time. But I always have a nightmare that I missed a wedding, that right. I'm receiving a phone call on Saturday, and the the couple is asking me where are you, and I have no clue that I had a wedding that day. Yeah. Um, so that's my fear. But, you know, the, uh, from the funny kind of you know, situation, so my wife, Sasha, you know, uh, this happened so many times. Uh, practically after each wedding, she still dreams about the wedding. And she always dreams that uh, the couple that we just photographed is in our bedroom. And she wakes me up multiple times throughout the night, shaking me like, Yannick, Yannick, why aren't you photographing? They are here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, you know, so that's that, that's kind of like a night after wedding is almost a, you know, a standard. I'll be, you know, walking out a few times by Sasha <laughs> asking me to photograph, the, you know, the, the couple. So. It's unbelievable. Well, she she cares about the business. Yeah. Sa Sasha's good. She's so you one don't of the good sleep ones. the night before or the night after. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do you have like, a favorite shoot you've ever done? It sounds like you don't have any horror stories, which, yeah, knock on, we'll knock on wood for you, but any uh, shoots that, you know, like have been like a dream shoot for you, whether it be location, whether it be client, whether it be um, just something that happened during the shoot, just something amazing that's happened. Well, I, you know, definitely, you know, Paris is my, you know, always my um, kind of close to heart uh, place. Um, I, I went to French school, to French grammar school. So, you know, my connection, you know, with France is very close. My sister and, and her family um, live in, in in Paris. We got engagement by my, you know, with Sasha in Paris as well. So when I, I had actually an opportunity to photograph an engagement session in Paris, and this was absolutely amazing. So that, you know, because the city is so close, you know, like so meaningful to me. So f to be able actually to photograph there is, is fantastic. And I know it's a cliche because, you know, there's so many couples that, you know, want to go to Paris to, you know, to be photographed. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's just the city so magical. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, how cliche it gets. It's still a beautiful city. So, yeah. Now you, you mentioned you're Polish. You were born in Poland, correct? Yep. Yeah. And when, but did, I, when did you move I was to born States? in Poland, but I went to a French uh, school in Warsaw in okay. the, at the French embassy. Okay. So that's that's why you know I, I kind of learned French when I was five years old, and then yeah, so so I'm, I was pretty fluent. Now I don't practice, so my French kind of you know get rusty, but it's still a very natural language for me. So I learned English when I was twenty, uh, and then I, I learned French when I was five. So when I listen to French, French seems still more natural as a language than English. Mm -hmm. you were, while you were maturing and, you know, it was, that makes sense. When did you, you move from, uh, from Poland then to the States? I came to the US, to US uh, 28 years ago, so 1992 or 93, yeah. And what, what did you so want to do? Like what, what made you – come to to and i'm assuming you moved to chicago what made you move to chicago was it you wanted to live the american dream what was it yeah so actually um i was kind of dragged by my parents uh from poland because you know definitely i, I was living a super happy life in poland uh, and i was in college already uh when we moved and we moved because my dad was um a polish consul so he was representing poland in chicago at the polish consulate and that's how, you know, we moved with uh, me and my younger sister. We moved, you know, to, to Chicago. And then 
my parents went back after four years back to Poland and there was the the dot-com boom when, when this was happening. I was in IT back then uh, and this was the best place, US was the best place to take advantage of the, the, the dot-com boom. So, you know, basically I stayed to you know, get my first job, etc. Excellent. And then you met Sasha in Chicago, right? Yeah, we met actually sailing. Um, so she came, I had a sailboat in on Lake Michigan and, and then, you know, I was always inviting friends of friends. So she came as a friend of a friend uh, on my sailboat. And yeah, we, you know, we, we met in, uh, while sailing, you know, even though she does, she, I think this was one of her first times sailing ever. So, but Sasha, Sasha's Polish as well, correct? No, she's Ukrainian. Ukrainian. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. So. And she was born in Ukraine. She was born in Ukraine, but she came to us when she was, I think two and a half. Oh, okay. Oh, Okay. Yeah, very cool. Well, that's a cool story. Uh, the, I hope you love it more now. I I know it's probably hard to leave when you're in college anywhere because college is generally like the, the most greatest time of your life. The, yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> uh, I think it was one of the best you know kind of situation that happened in my life. I mean, you know, the the life that I can enjoy now and you know the family that I have, you know, the awesome wife Sasha I have and the kiddos. I mean, it's fantastic. So wouldn't change it for anything. Absolutely. You live in an area that never snows and, you know, never gets cold. So that's that's pretty good, too. Right. Much better yeah, than that's, Chicago. <laughs> that's, you know, we, we move, you know, the, the reason why we moved Chicago to Chicago is great, too. But off a wedding on New Year's to. Eve uh, and we were coming back after New Year's Eve from a wedding and it was like four degrees outside in Chicago. Yeah. And we, on the way home, you know, we were talking with Sasha because we both photographed the wedding. And I'm like, why are we doing this? You know, like. <laughs> Why are we here? Like, you know, there's like yeah. so many other places yeah. that we can be here. Uh, and we don't have to photograph, too. you know, at the four, four degree temperature outside. And she's like, you know what? I was thinking exactly the same thing. You know, it's like, yeah. So we started to brainstorm. It's like, and then we both agreed that California is the, the best place, you know, like weather wise and nature wise mm -hmm. to, uh, to move. So. Yeah. And I, I don't want the listeners sending me hate mail. I love Chicago, love Chicago, especially in the fall. You cannot beat. A fall or a spring in Chicago. Summers in Chicago. Were Summer, amazing. it gets a little humid, little humid, but yeah, it's just a good time. That's why everybody's got a swimming pool. It seems like in Chicago. Yeah. So now Chicago's an awesome city, no, no doubt. And you know, just winters are brutal. Winters yeah. are brutal. <laughs> yeah. Even here, I question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get some similar uh, similar weather here in Ohio that that they get in Chicago. So, uh, if you had to pick a favorite place, you know, you mentioned Paris. Is there a favorite uh, location for taking photos beside, like here in the U.S.? I mean, is there somewhere you've traveled to, or is it somewhere just in your backyard in Orange County uh, that you like taking photos? I mean, you recently got a studio, so that could be your answer, right? Uh, yeah, I got a studio, but I still love photographing outdoor, and I, I don't have, I don't think I have a favorite, you know, location because I'm not. I mean, I have some, maybe like some dramatic portraits in my portfolio, you know, like, you know, obviously the California nature is, is beautiful and, you know, et cetera. But I think, you know, after, you know, you can really take beautiful photos anywhere. I mean, I, you know, when I was taking Jerry Giannis workshop, I mean, he was taking some amazing photos in the, in the back, you know, back alley in Chicago, uh, using a white van as a reflector. And I was like, you don't need a location, you know, it's just, <laughs> if you, can, you know, if you know what you're doing, I think you can photograph anywhere. So sure. Sure. All right. So. Well, I've got one last question and I don't know if you got anything, Olivia, but 
I want to know um, what's my last question? I'm having a brain fart. The basically, if you could photograph anybody dead or alive, anybody ever, who would it be? Ooh, that's a that's a good one. Um, well, this I have a tattoo. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, but I, I have a tattoo with kind of. Um, and a lot of people, you know, asking about it. Um, it's a weird, it's a record label tattoo. Uh, and that's a record label, a label called Merciful Release. And that's a record label that um, was re releasing uh, the albums of the band called The Sisters of Mercy. I don't know if you guys heard of it. Uh, so if I could photograph in the 80s, the lead singer, Andrew Eldridge, as his portrait, that will be my dream. Very cool. Okay, I see what your tattoo is now. I just looked it up. That's an 80, <laughs> it's like an 80s hair band? I don't know. I'm is it what? I'm sorry? Is it an 80s like hair band? No, I see it's some a, crazy it's a, hair. Pretty, pretty dark gothic band. Yeah. Okay. But they had hair too. Like It's like the traditional like 80s hair band. It is, yeah, it's 80s. I mean, they, yeah, as many 80s, they still do concerts, but obviously it's not the same. But, uh, but yeah, they had, you know, I'm talking more about the, the early 80s, you know, to, to late 80s, not the 90s, you know, because then they kind of changed the style. But yeah, this was, you know, definitely my, that would be my dream. Awesome. Well, very cool, man. Well, anything you yeah. got. It's not too many, not too many people have tattoos of, of record labels, but yeah. <laughs> Hey, every, something, you know, it's something that drives you. So that's cool. It tells us a story about you and uh, probably something a lot of people don't don't know about you, right? But yeah. now they do. Yeah. So, Yannick, where can people find you? If, if people want to find your work, uh, obviously we mentioned Wazio Faces, which isn't pronounced Wazio Faces. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where else can people find you? Instagram, Facebook, like where, where would people yeah, find so, you? Yeah. So, you know, Instagram, I, 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 you know, I try to you know, stay, you know, uh, current and active on Instagram. So either Vasho is my, the main brand and Vasho underscore faces is my, uh, my, you know, my headshots. Um, you know, uh, you can always add me on Facebook, um, you know, message me directly. Uh, but yeah, either website or Instagram is are the best places to find me. And I also have a YouTube channel. Um, under Yannick Vasho. Uh, so you can some, find some of the videos, you know, that I did, you know, over there as well. What kind of YouTube content do you have? Well, I'm not a professional YouTuber and it's definitely, you know, more kind of, you know, uh, something that I can, you know, do there when I have a little bit of free time. Uh, so it's, it's definitely photography related. It's for other photographers. Um, and sometimes whatever idea I have, I'm just going to put it there. Uh, you know, so it's from retouching to lighting, uh, you know, techniques um, to some social media graphics, you know, using Adobe uh, Spark. So, you know, there's a you know variety of videos there. Very Are cool. you singing any of the Merciful release songs? No, YouTube? I'm not singing, but, <laughs> but I usually have some videos, I mean, some uh, uh, T-shirts, either Joy Division T-shirt or Frontline Assembly or Sisters of Mercy T-shirts. So, yeah, so I got comments before about my T-shirts that I'm wearing during those videos. So, <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, that's it for this week's uh, Photo Pros Weekly. If you haven't subscribed already, make sure you hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. That's it for this week. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next week.